With the COVID-19 pandemic now at its conclusion, if you are like so many others, you are finally starting to take some steps forward. As for many, the pandemic provided new opportunities to pick up new hobbies, really start to self-reflect, and more importantly, start to navigate new parts of your life. On the negative side though, people did face extreme financial challenges in some cases. What I want to do now that the pandemic is over is begin to look at some of the lessons learned that you can take away from that pandemic to apply to your financial life now. If you will apply these simple principles to your life, you will be on your way to reaching your financial goals. Here we go. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. How's it going? Hopefully everyone is having a great weekend. I know that it has been a rough time with this mobile like stream setup that I've got going. Uh, But starting next week, I will finally be back full blown setup with everything that I used to have before we moved. Um, but all in all, we uh, if you've missed it, we did close on a house and now we are finally getting everything moved over, everything settled, and it's really just going to be great to finally get to have everything set up just the way that I like it to do the Financial Mirror streams. Thank you for joining me today on the Financial Mirror where we continue to improve the one thing that you can control yourself. If this is the first time that you have joined, don't forget to hit that subscribe on YouTube, the like on Facebook, and more importantly, share this with all of your friends, family, co-workers, and of the like. If you are listening to this on a podcast, uh, thank you. I'm glad that you found the podcast. Please don't forget to hit that five-star review on Spotify and Apple. And if you are on Apple, please leave a written comment. Those go a long ways in helping get this message out to more and more listeners. I am so excited to finally almost be approaching that 100th episode. I have a, a pretty good episode scheduled for that, that 100th episode. We're, we're almost there. Uh, but thank you so much for all those that have listened through since the inception of the Financial Mirror all the way up till now. So uh, thank you for listening and thank you for joining in. So I know that COVID-19 is finally over. Like Everything is getting back to normal. There's everyone's going back to work. Masks are off in all 50 states currently as of this recording. I know as of this recording, there's also some some speculation about uh, somebody or other states that may be trying to re-implement mask mandates. So uh, that's that's you know as of right now all 50 states don't have mass mandates so the economy also has found currently a, a little bottom on uh, you know nice little support level on the on the s p right uh, spy has a nice little support level at about 370 dollars uh, so that's solid right so all of a sudden we, we have a little bit of of up coming our way the part that i don't want us to forget is that we did just come out of the pandemic. Like pandemic's over, but we did just come out of it. And I would hate to miss the opportunity to discuss some of the things that I saw along the way that you can take away as a lesson learned. Because ultimately, when we think about history and we think about how we have progressed to the point we are today, we've done it through mistakes, right? Like we've made mistakes in our personal life, in our uh, financial life, 
in our business life, in our careers, all that. We've made mistakes. But the thing about us is that we are adaptable. We have the ability to learn from those mistakes and moving forward, we can grow from it, right? So if, if we come out of the pandemic and we make no changes, well, what? how much better did you get, right? What, what did that opportunity, like all, in the pandemic, there were opportunities. And I talked about them in the intro, but people picked up tons of new hobbies. They self-reflected. They got all of these things about them. And what I want to say is this, in the pandemic as a whole, there were a ton of great financial lessons that could be learned. And I would be crazy if I didn't make an episode to sort of walk through those and making sure that you understand that these are some solid takeaways that you can learn from that pandemic. Because ultimately families across the board, across the world, face some of the same challenges. It was emotional challenges, uh, financial challenges, personal challenges, all of these things. People had to change their life in some capacity to get through the pandemic. And no matter what you had to do, there were some common themes across the board that we can take away from the pandemic. And that's what this episode is for, because I want to ensure that you have the knowledge to, you know, be ready if if another incident like this happens again which i I hope it does and i hope that there's never a time where the government shuts everything down that we have to literally stop living life right i hope that never happens again but if it does we've got to be ready and there's there's five takeaways that i want to bring to you today that i saw and they were so common they were so common that it was actually when i was going through this i was originally I was originally going to do five and I was like, man, like I'm probably going to have to like pick and choose that fifth one. Like it's going to be hard to get like a real good solid one. No, these five are so, so easy to identify that it, it literally took me like this is probably the shortest time I've ever spent writing my show notes for this episode. Because I mean, across the board, so many people struggled with the exact same things. So I want you to look at these. And then I want you to compare your finances to it. This is because you you rev, really never know when this might happen again. So take a moment. This is a golden opportunity for you to really look at how your current finances tie up to these five lessons learned. Okay. And I'm not going to let you go into another little financial emergency, financial catastrophe, because it doesn't have to be a pandemic, right? A pandemic is one thing. A pandemic is one thing that that allows for us to take a look at, 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 at testing out our emergency plan, testing our ability to respond to an incident. That's just one way. But what about when your car breaks down? What about when, you know, the a medical bill comes up? Like, what about when all these other things happen? It's the exact same thing. You're preparing for an emergency. Now, the pandemic was a much larger, long-lasting, bigger emergency in a sense of how you know how much preparedness you needed versus a medical bill but people have huge medical bills that they have to make it through this is no different than every other emergency so if you can apply these five principles to your finances you will be on your way to a successful financial journey so let's get to it hey if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality first it's free When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. 
Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. First off, the very first thing, you've got to have an emergency fund. I've done an episode on it and I've said it a hundred times and I'm going to say it a hundred more times because no matter how much money you make, you need an emergency fund. This is the most overlooked part of your finances. This is the most overlooked part of everyone's finance. And why? Why is this the most overlooked part? Well, most people feel that they don't think they can save enough. And I'm here to tell you that that's not true. And it's because if you can take $10, if you can take $20, if you can take $50 and put that into a savings account, you are helping your emergency fund. Now, is there a amount? Well, yeah, I did a whole episode on it uh, maybe two episodes ago. Go take a look at it. Actually, I'll put it in the show notes. So just look at the bottom in the show notes. If you don't know how much of an emergency fund, if you don't know where to even get started on it, it's a whole episode on emergency fund. So please go take a peek at it and really get this dialed in. But this is this episode is not about digging into every little thing. I just want to go over the five things, the five lessons learned so that you can start to think about them. If any of these don't make sense and you're like, yo, I don't I don't even know where to start on that. Let me know. Put it in the comments. Go to my website, thefinancialmirror.org. Put it in the chat box. I will get up with you. We'll get you squared away. But the biggest thing is most people don't think they have enough. They don't they don't think they can put enough at a time. But $1, $10, $5, $20, $100, it doesn't matter. Start putting money in your emergency fund. That's a false statement. You just need to do it. The other reason that most people don't do an emergency fund is because they kind of do an emergency fund, but they put it in a brokerage account. Not the best idea. Think about this. Think about the steps it has to take for you when an emergency happens. You've got to close your positions in your brokerage account. That means that it's got to be Monday through Friday on on working hours, right? Like it's like that is the the part that is is so ideal is that it's got to be during the the market hours to close your position. So now you got to close your position during Monday through Friday during the market hours. Then you've got to start your initiate your transfer to get the money into a usable form, and then you have to finally, after a couple of days of this money transiting to your account you finally get a chance to use it. Now, how big is that emergency feel now? Like you've had to do all these things. How big is that emergency feel now? So that's not a good place. So if you think that you don't make enough or you don't have enough extra to do an emergency fund, not true. Just do it. Put whatever you can, do it. And don't put your emergency fund in a brokerage account. That's not the home for it. I don't care how how old you are. Get your emergency fund started. This is the foundation to your finances. So number two, being debt free makes riding out emergencies that much easier. So I know everyone wants to be debt free. I got it. When emergencies happen, though, I want you to think about it. Being debt free is how you make that emergency less painful. And that's true. 
If this isn't motivation enough for you to want to get out of debt, I'm challenging you. Really, really, really do everything you can to get out of debt. If you have if you're having trouble getting out of debt, I have helped multiple multiple clients get out of debt. So I challenge you at the end of this episode, whenever we get to the end of it and we talk about where you can find me and where you can get a free consultation from me, please reach out. Let's get you let's get you the any help that you need to get you debt free because ultimately riding out emergencies is easier when you're debt free. How do I know that? Well, let's think about it. If I'm if I have a ton of debt, right? I've got and, and, and an emergency happens. I've got to make enough money to survive, meaning I've got to have my my house paid, my or my my well, living, whatever the living is, my mortgage, my rent, whatever. I've got to have all my utilities paid. Uh, and when I say utilities, I'm just talking electricity, water. Uh, that's really you know sewage. Like that, that's really all I'm, I'm really talking. About. I'm not talking about your internet. I'm not talking about your cell phone. I'm just talking about those basic necessities. When I've got to survive, I've got those two things. I've got food and I've got transportation, right? Like that's what I need. I've got to have that to survive. Now, how much does that cost you? Well, fill in the blank. Let's just say a thousand dollars. Well, let's say now you you're in debt. Like that person's not in debt, so they only need a thousand dollars to live. Could you go out and get another job, like a little part-time gig, to pick up a thousand dollars to help you survive? Sure, hundred percent, you could. Now, during COVID, you might not have been able to do that, but your your job or maybe that emergency fund, you don't have to dig into the emergency fund as much because of the fact you don't need as much, right? You just need that little bit to survive. Now, what about the person that has debt? They need enough to survive, plus they need enough to pay their the their debtors, right? Like the, the people that they owe money to, all their creditors, they need to have enough money to pay at least the minimum payment on those. And that's not going to get them anywhere. So, they need probably twice as much money to serve, to just live because of the debt. And that's where I challenge you. I challenge you to get out of debt. I challenge you to try to become debt free as fast as possible. Once you have your little starter emergency fund built, which my recommendation is $1,000. Once you have a $1,000 emergency fund, a little starter fund built, you start trying to get out of debt because getting through any type of emergency is easier when you don't have debt. So if you are in debt, focus on that. That should be your next step. That should be where you are headed next is to get out of debt. So we've been through the first two. You got to have an emergency fund. You've got to be debt free because being debt free makes riding out emergencies easier. So what's number three? Well, number three, and this was something that we learned during COVID, and I just want to explain it because it's going to come across as um, uh, like, probably ridiculous. You're probably gonna think I'm crazy, but we learned that we didn't have to spend as much, right? And that sounds crazy because we had people <laughs> buying houses, buying cars, buying all these things. But let's think about it. We, as a as a, a, a country, United States of America is what I'm speaking for. So any of my foreign listeners, this might not be as applicable, but it could be, right? Like it easily could be. But as a country, the average American increased their savings by 33%. Now, that could have been because they went into survival mode. That could have been because the family all of a sudden said, I don't know what happens next. I need to start saving. I need to cut my spending and start saving. Well, think about the average American family that did that, that increased their savings by 33%. What if they were? What if that same family's in debt and they continue to live that way for the next two years? They're probably debt free, right? Now they're starting to get into the wealth building phase of the finances, which is the best part of having the ability to make money 
Living in a society where we can make money and build wealth, being debt-free is that first step to being able to do it. So if, if all these people saved more during the pandemic, it, it proved that one thing. We don't have to spend as much. Like, we don't. Like, we naturally have this this survival instinct that we don't have to spend so much. We don't have to buy every little thing that we want. And during the, during COVID, I think that just exclamated, right? Like it literally just created a society where we were a little bit more survival. We were a little bit more, well, I don't know what's going to happen next. I need to put a little bit of money extra to the side, right? We got into that mindset. And what if you brought that back? That's one of the things that I think we learned was that we don't have to live with all these things. We don't have to have all this stuff. And that's so important to get now. That's so important to understand because that single switch of the mind could be what is holding you back from getting exactly to where you want to be financially. So if you can get back to that and you can start to look at how you did that during the pandemic and use that same strategy now, you could happily be on your way to what's your what's your next goal? Is your next goal buying a house? You could easily be on your way to a nice down payment. What's your next goal? Uh, buying a new car? Like I, I don't know. I don't know what your next goal is. Investing in your first investment property, paying off your debt. Like all these goals that people have, they could get there if they go back and just go back to that mindset, that survival instinct mindset that says I've got to survive. And I can, I can survive on this much, not this much, right? Like being able to cut that is one of the most beneficial things. Just going into that survival mode will help you get there. So been through the first three. Number four, timing the market is impossible. So if, if COVID taught us this, it's, it's been, it's happened before, but COVID was a huge valuable lesson that you can't time the market. You really can't. Think about those. So if you look, if you go back and look at any stock chart of the overall market, right? Like you can look at any of them, the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, whatever. If you look at that right around the beginning of 2020, before that initial pandemic crash happened, right? If you look at that, the market was, was pretty, pretty bullish. Like it was, it was going up. Like, you know, it had its normal little pullbacks, but ultimately it was going up just like it always does, right? Like the market naturally always goes up. So that was happening and people were just buying and buying and buying and driving this bullish market. But then what happened? Well, right there in like April in, in uh like February 2020, we saw this nice little crash, right? Nice little pullback. And then people were just selling and selling and selling and selling and selling and creating this market. Well, then in April, it started to recover. But who could have timed that? Everyone was selling. Who could have timed that? You can't time the market. You can't time it. Then let's look back. Let's say, okay, well, now we look at January, like the market is just booming, right? Like it's just, it's heading up. And you hear talks about inflation and bearish markets and all these things. But who knew when that was going to come? And then in January of 2022, boom, off a cliff it goes. It starts pulling back again. So who can time this? You can't time it. And if you are listening to anybody that's telling you that they are timing the market, they are liars. And I'm telling you they are liars because people only think they can time the market. You cannot time the market. It's choppy. It's unpredictable. You don't know what it's going to do because you are not the person that's in control of it. There's a ton of people out there that are in control of the market. 
and I'm not saying control the market. So let's not get it. Let's not get. I'm not throwing out some conspiracy theory here, but there are a ton of hands in the market that control the direction of the market. Let's say that. And I'm not talking big. See, this just keeps coming out bad. I'm not talking big hedge funds and all that. I mean, this isn't a conspiracy talk. There's just is a lot of factors in the market and you just can't time it. So if someone tells you that they have the ability to time the market, they are liars. Don't listen to them because no one knows what tomorrow holds, right? By not knowing, nobody can tell you with a shadow of a doubt, absolutely, the market's held it up tomorrow. Oh, nope, absolutely, the market's going to crash tomorrow. Like, nobody can tell you that. Nobody can. They don't know. They absolutely don't know. Uh, are there ways that people can sort of start to see these things start to develop? Well, absolutely. Is there a way that you can start to um, make that make a strong, strong prediction that the market's about to pull back or that it's found a bottom well absolutely there's tons and tons of of historical data that can show different patterns that allow people to make those kinds of predictions however they are still predictions they are not the honest 100 percent truth okay and that's what i want you to remember timing the market is impossible so don't think you can all right number five the final final lesson learned during the pandemic is this having a financial plan gives peace of mind and i'm gonna say it because i wanted to end on this you need a financial plan and i'm serious about this if you are operating day to day like every day you wake up you look at your bank account you see money in it and you're like well i guess i can uh, buy lunch at work today or i guess i can do this today because i saw money in my account this morning but you don't really understand all the details of your finances like you don't really see where your retirement's at you don't really understand where your retirement's going you don't understand if you're going to have enough for retirement or even thinking about retirement you're just living day to day with your money that's not the way to do business in your personal finance you really have some work to do if that's the way that you're currently operating so i'm challenging you you've got to develop a financial plan for your money so what is that what does this look like you say, okay, I'll do the financial plan. You told me I'm going to do the financial plan, but what is it? Well, number one, you know, I'm going to say it. You got to have a budget. Okay. You've got to have a budget. You need to know what, what monthly you need to do to truly, truly be in control of your money. You need to know what steps you need to take to achieve your financial goals. That is the part that you are in charge of. So, that's the, that's the thing. And that's what the budget does. I've done a ton of episodes on budgets. So if you have questions about budgets, please go look at some of my previous episodes. I have done numerous, numerous budgeting episodes. So I want you to, I want you to have the financial plan and that budget is step one. Step two is you've got to understand that you can't live in that day-to-day -day mindset. You've got to think more long term but i want to start off with you need a short-term financial plan so what are your financial goals in the next year is it pay off your debt is it is it save ten thousand dollars is it i mean is it invest five thousand dollars like is it like what is it is it max out your ira account for the year like i don't know what your individual plan is because it's going to tie into the next thing i talk about but you need to know what does that one year look like? What does one year out look like? What does two years look like? You could call that short term, but you need to know what your short term financial goals are. Secondly, those should tie into some longer term financial goals. 
what are your next five to 10 years look like? What do you want them to look like? When you look, when you think about yourself and you say, where am I going to be in 10 years? You should be able to have a visual of what that looks like. And you're making short term plans to get there. And then you're building your budget monthly to to drive you to those short term goals. You see how this works. We're going from the monthly budget, the smallest piece that you can currently control up until those short term, that one year, two year. The budget's driving that one and two year short term goal. And those one and two year short term goals are driving that five to 10 year long term goal. And that's how we want to live this life. That's the financial plan. That's how you understand and fully embrace the knowledge of being in charge of your finances. When you have all this planned out, you can make decisions to help you get there. You can actually see when you're going off track, right? You can see it. You can see I'm off track because it's a year and I didn't hit that goal. I'm off track. That's going to throw off my five to 10 year goal, right? So not having a plan is only going to leave you wondering why it doesn't feel like you're making progress. You could be making progress, but you're never going to feel like you're making financial progress because you don't really have a plan. You don't really know what your goals are. So I I challenge you to jump on that and get in charge of that financial plan. Now, now that we are through COVID, I hope you see major lessons learned. So learn from the past, live in the present, plan for the future. We learned. We learned from COVID. We're now living, living with everything that we learned from COVID. We're taking it all in and we're starting to make those changes. We're living in the present. We're making those changes. All five of the things we just went over, we're ensuring that we are doing those five things, those five basic principles that we need to understand to be financially successful. And we're using all of those things to work towards our plan, that plan that we created for our future. So learn from the past, live in the present, plan for the future. That's what we're doing. Now, I know that we commonly go through so much uh, and there's there's a lot that a lot to unpack here. Right. Because COVID was COVID was different for everybody. I couldn't make an episode specific to a person. So I took the masses. Right. I took the masses. So I didn't go into extreme detail on any of these. I really didn't. And that was intentional. I told you that at the beginning. It was intentional that I did not go into extreme detail. But the reason for that is the simple fact I have tons of videos out there that can happily go into detail on almost every single one. Actually, on every single one of these. So if you if you have any further questions, please go and look at some of the other videos I've got out there and, and find that video is going to help you progress in your finances. However, you do have another option. So let's say you also would like to potentially hire a financial coach. Well, absolutely. I'll happily be your financial coach. So if you just go over to the financialmirror.org and hit that book now in the middle of the screen, you can book me for a free consultation. So what am I going to do as a financial coach? Well, more importantly, I am going to sit down with you and we are going to talk through exactly what it is you're trying to do. I'm going to help guide you in the direction that is going to help you get to your financial goals. Now, what I don't do is I don't advise you and say, hey, you need to go and buy this. You need to do this. I don't do that. I teach you. I want you to be able to make decisions financially even after I'm gone, right? As soon as we're done with all the coaching services, I want you to be on your way to be able to make those decisions for yourself, start hitting those five and 10-year goals. Now, 
One more thing, if you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, right at the top of the page, you can go to uh, hit shop and you can actually boot up and get you some financial mirror gear. Or you can just go over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick you up some of this gear. Everything is sold at pretty much cost. So go out, find you some gear, buy it. There's some pretty awesome stuff on there. Uh, constantly adding new products for you to go check out. So if you checked it out six months ago, go check it out again and see if there's some new products out there that might interest you. Uh, but mostly there is a ton of, a ton of, items on there and more importantly they do help build the stream and just make it better so i truly truly appreciate everyone tuning in today i am so happy that uh, we were able to to have another stream that 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 just really resonates and, and hopefully brings some value to your life uh, as i started with i'm, I'm going to finish with don't forget to like this, like this video, subscribe to the channel on YouTube and comment, write your written comment. Tell me, tell me where you're at with your financial journey. Tell me what is your next financial goal and what you're working. To. And then finally, don't forget to share this with all your friends, coworkers, and family members. If you are listening on a podcast, thank you so much. Don't forget to leave that five-star review on Apple and Spotify. And if you are on Apple, leave that written comment. That goes a long ways in helping bring this stream to more end. Thank you so much for continuing to, to enjoy the, the Financial Mirror stream and continue to support uh, what we are building here. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.